0: Hey, good morning. Good night. Today's daf is daf Mem Valid. Today's shiur is Le'ilun Ishma'as Eliyahu ben Yehuda Ibar, and Friday was Yaakov Akkoineh, also Le'ilun Ishma'as. Matziah um, Morachai ben Yosef. May the neshamas have an May the memory be a blessing. It is also for a full foreshlema of Yitzhak Yudha ben Miriam, Chaya Bas Baba Michla, and okay, and Elisheva ben they have a complete and speedy recovery. Okay, I think let's go from the Mishnah towards the bottom of Mem Gimel Amudvay's 43B. It's a new Mishnah. Um, so the Mishnah says, this is actually a fundamental point in Yivu and Chalitza that we've actually discussed or touched on a few times in the Gemara. But now we see it in the Mishnah. He says, If you have four brothers who marry four women and they die, If the oldest one wants to do yibum to all of them, he can. He can. He can do Yibum to all of his all those women. It says, If a man was married to two women and he does, doing Bia a Yibum or Chalitza to one of the wives exempts her co-wife. And this is again the principle we mentioned many times. You do Yibum to the one wife and it counts for all the wives or you do Yibum to... You do chalitza to the one and it counts for all the wives. Uh, if one of those wives were kosher and one of those wives was postle, I one of them could marry a kohen and one of them couldn't. Rashi gives the example um, that his brother's one wife was a divorcee. Aisha had divorced her husband and now she married this husband. And now he died. So she's posel the kahuda. Says, If he's doing haletze, he should do haletze to the posel one. As we'll see, the Gemara, um, the, the Gemara says, this is again a principle we've mentioned before. Don't uh, ruin a well just because you don't need it when your friend might need it. Um, the exact phrase the Gemara says, Lo Don't pour out the water from your cistern when others might need it. Um, so just, if you're doing chalitza, rather than doing chalitza to the one who is kosher to Kohanim, and now she'll be possible to Kohanim, because remember, we view a woman who has chalitza done to her as if she's a grusha. Um, and rather than do that, do yibum to the kosher one. I'm um, sorry, do, do chalitza to the other one, so that she remains valid to Kohanim because she's, she'll just be a widow. a mean, if he's doing Yibum Yibum like he can do Yibum to the kosher one. It seems even to the kosher one, he can do Yibum to whichever one he prefers. Okay, now the Gomorrah is going to ask on the Mishnah, he says, do you think that there were only four brothers? How could you think that there were only four brothers? And the Mishnah started a case where four brothers married to four women and they die. says, so like, well, that doesn't make any sense because now who's going to do Yibum? This not, let's just say, for example, four of the brothers. he, says, oh, he can choose if he wants to do yibum. So the the one of the um, the eldest of the main remaining brothers gets first right, and if he wants, he can do yibum to all his other brothers once. So, ah, oh, so he says um, would Bazdin really let him do Yibum to all of the wives? As we're going to see, it just makes it easier coming up, is how could he afford it? He's going to run into trouble if he marries, does Yibum to all of his brother's wives, to all four of them. It says, <coughs> And where do we know that he shouldn't <coughs> enter into that, and we'll see why not. Says, <coughs> his core, the elders of the city will call him, Hey <coughs> The in must summons him, and they can't send directly. It seems that they, according to this Gomorrah, the dayanim have to go and summon him, and they can't send a sheriff or someone else to summons him to court. It says, but, but they speak to him. What did the in speak to him about? It says, they give him relevant advice. She'im hu he 's hu who is and if he was very young and she was elderly or she, he was old and she was very young, Malacha Eitzel Yalda, why you, what's, it's not appropriate for you to go to this young show, Malacha Eitzel this woman's too old for you, Eitzel um, rather go find a woman more appropriate for you, it's got to be, a, they, they speak to him and they tell him it's got to be an appropriate shidduch, just because she's your brother's wife could be a uh, good many years older than you... a good many years younger than you... maybe for other reasons they see... it's not a good shiruch... and I'll toss him... don't bring uh, fighting... Uh, strife into your house... so we see that... in would not... would discourage him... from doing Yibum... in a in a way that would cause... Um, strife in his house... And we know that one of the leading causes of um, fighting in a fam in a in a home is financial stress. So would Bezdin ever let this guy marry four women? I'll come back to uh, yeah. But so says, uh, what does he say? Rather, so says no. Obviously, the mission is speaking where he can afford it. He can afford to have four wives, four different homes. Therefore, it's fine. Well, then, why limit it at four? It should say many more. Why say four? Remember, we said the whole reason we're teaching about four is just because it wants to say this is a guy who can afford it, so let him do yibum to four of his brother's sisters, uh, four of his brother's wives. So then, why limit it to four? It's good advice. Daled in that he shouldn't marry more than four women, so that he can at least reach the honor of each of them once a month. Uh, what do we mean by this? So, um, remember, a man, uh, different men, depending on their profession, have a different obligation how, long, how often they have to be with their wife. A Talmud Chochom, or a regular um, laborer, if I remember, I think a regular laborer as well, is once a week. So if he does Yibum to four of his brother's wives, then his obligation to be intimate with his wife four times um, once a week gets spread amongst the wives, and he'll, he'll at least be intimate with each of them once a month. seems that's the reckon, that's, that's where it would be pushing one, one shouldn't push himself um, more than that uh, or push off his wife for longer than a month. It would be once once each time of a cycle. Um, interesting. He brings the sort of person, someone who has a business in the town, who's obligated. Whose obligation would be twice a week, and he could actually do yibum to or marry eight women because he will still reach each of his wives once a month. Um, interesting enough, we see here. Yeah. i must have... I'll offer That uh, uh, s- sorry. So let's just go back. So so we are discussing the online. So, interestingly enough, some Um that means, um, well, let's, so obviously, let's just go back a few steps. So, we know that uh, polygamy, according to the Torah, is permitted. Whether it's encouraged or not is a different discussion. Um, a man, but what, so are you telling me, so we say in the Ksuba, uh, uh, well, a man, depending on his profession, has different obligations to his wife. If he's a donkey driver, a camel driver, you know, different types of professions, different types of. Uh, length that he would normally be away from home. That determines what his wife can expect from him, what his obligation to his wife is. It seems from al that that would that his field is on him and he can split it amongst all his wives. That's the Mahlok Esri Shoyedim. The Ritva says it's only by yibum. Remember yibum, yibum. he's not choosing to marry this woman, she's kind of given to him. So this obligation of how often he has to be with her is not as ironclad as, uh, um, as not as enforceable, but a regular woman, if a guy wants, let's say, a person whose obligation is once a week wants to marry two wives, he has to do it for each of them t- once a week. That's how the ritual ends. Shulchan Aruch, based on other and in Pascal, know that you only, um, that's only, it's for every woman that his obligation gets split amongst his wives. And uh, they say, and Shulchan uh, Aruch, and he also, he advises, he says, I don't think you should marry more than, to, uh, this is uh, straight from Shulchan Aruch, he says you can marry um, as many wives as you want, but you should limit it to four. <laughs> you shouldn't go more than that. The commentary is explained based on al because then he would at least be with each of his wives once a month. Um, but an interesting point that he adds there, he says, obviously, because you can't expect all the women to live in one home. You have to provide a separate home for each of them. And you also can't expect them to like, necessarily even live in the same complex. It's not fair, it's not fair on them. Um, so you would uh, tell them. But an, another important point that I think a very, very important point that we see from this Gemara is we tell Basel in Gai and they advise him, don't do Yibum in a way where it will increase Katata fighting in your home. So again, if he's very young, don't marry an elderly woman. If, you've, if he's very old, don't marry a, uh, a young girl. Do it in a way that there won't be... If you are going to do yibum, do it in a way. We see that the concern for Shalom pushes aside the positive commandment to do yibum. Remember, we, uh, except for Abishol, which is what you're asking, but according to the Tadakama, it's much rather do yibum If you don't want to do yibum. There's a positive mitzvah to do yibum, and if you don't want to do yibum, then do chalitza. But it's not viewed as a as an equal substitute. And still, we see no, rather, it to stop fighting for shalom. For shalom bias, don't do yibum. So that's quite. A, I think that's a very important message. Here. We see that um, there might even be clearer proofs elsewhere that shalom overrides positive commandments. But this is quite. A, this is quite a good and important proof. Just that underlying underlying theme that rather okay, not uh, transgress a positive commandment here, but at least push away a positive commandment for um, for that. Yeah, now this brings us to an interesting thing. We don't do polygamy. So what happens, and um, we follow the Chayim of Rabbeinu Gershom, uh um, ban of Rabbeinu Gershom that, a man must marry more than one wife. And that's how we practiced. Ashkenazim Jews have practiced that for hundreds and I guess Rabbanukeshom was about a thousand years ago, so we practiced that for a thousand years. Spardim um, and people who weren't under Rabbanukeshom's jurisdiction, like Spardim and Tamanim and they don't have that. It's much more, some of them more recently, I think, the Rabbanut in Eretz Yisrael has come out in the last few years. I don't know, last year could be 20 or 50, but much more recently. Um, against uh, polygamy, but, uh, but uh, we have that. What happens if a woman, so many hold that Rabbeinu Gershom never made his decree in Yibum? If a man is already married and then his brother dies, so, so according to Rabbeinu Gershom, he's not allowed to go and marry a second wife. But if his brother dies without children, Yibum would override the takon of Rabbeinu Gershom. That's, uh, that's how many retrain in Pasuken. And um, the Ritva brings it here on the yeah? Sugya. Um, I don't think we Pascal like that. I think we still say, no, I'm going to go over as it, okay? we don't do Yibum anyway. Um, the Ritva does point out, he says, however, if you're the only guy in the city <laughs> who's going to take a second wife over your first wife, can you imagine the friction in the marriage that is going to create? Try suggest to your wife that, you want to, that you're thinking of getting a second wife and see how that goes down um, and then you'll understand why even more reason why they would, if we worried about fighting in a normal case where everyone's marrying and having a few wives, or many people are, that um, in this case it would be, uh, um, in this scenario, that would be prohibited. And um, so that's okay. So that's just a very interesting point about the negation. It's like conversibum. Uh, yeah, another example where this uh, comes about. So the, um, this ju- just this discussion of uh, shalom and pruvu is, is a very interesting response of the Truma's attention. The guy Rishon. I don't know exactly what year, you know, but Rishon. They asked him. This man asked him. Says, look. I've got children. My wife, he wasn't asking about. Uh, he was already. He, he wasn't asking about polygamy. But he's saying my wife died. I've got children, and I know the importance of marrying another woman. I know there is a mitzvah to even after you fulfill the mitzvah of Puravu, to continue to have children. He Says I know all that, but I'm I'm very I'm very sensitive to how who my kids are and their natures. And I know that it's very likely, unless I get the perfect, the exact right person, a very amicable, soft uh, um, woman, um, it's going to cause fighting between my kids and her. And the only woman who I've met who meets that criteria is a woman who can't have children. Can I marry her? Um, And he has that whole interesting discussion. But one of the key points come up here is he's he's saying, look, uh, uh, there is a bit to marry her but there'll be strife between my kids and my second wife if I do marry her. How does that play into his obligation to have, uh, to remarry again after he's already fulfilled the mitzvah puravu? So that's, again, where we see that shalom, the importance of harmony in the home. Okay, we're not even speaking about him and his wife. We're speaking about well, him and his children and his new wife and his children, how that affects it all plays out in this uh, calculation. But in, again, in our context, is regarding yibum. Um, and the simple reading of Agamara is obviously, and I guess maybe this is the first question you have to ask before you even consider a second wife or uh, doing Yibum to another woman, is, can I afford it? Because that's, uh, obviously, you have to be able to. Okay, carrying on. But then, um, then it says, Mi nasui. So we said that if a man's married to two wives and he dies, the brother does Yibum to one of them, all kalitsa to one of them and it exempts the other. And now we're going to go into the halacha, like where do we get that from? It says, why don't we say it does yibum to both of them. So, I'm going to be here by Abba, I'm going to be Abba says the name of on my from the following pasuk. Um lo base Ochiv who does not rebuild the house of his Brother, he only builds one house and not two houses. Aye, the pasuk emphasizes he rebuilds the house, not the houses. Says, okay, fine. So maybe if he's doing yibumi he can only do Yibum to one of them. But if he's doing chalitza maybe he does chalitza to both of them. Aba or Says from the following Posak, says base He's called the house that removed the shoe, uh, the shoe. He only does chalitza to one house, to one wife, and not to the second wife. Okay, fine. One time we say that, okay, he does yibum to the one wife, and he does chalitza to the second wife. How do we know that yibum exempts him from the other wife? It says Omakro, oh, the possi- Oh, yeah, let me actually add in a question before that that many bring in why doesn't he do chalitza to one of them and then second yibum to the second one so Omakro, ashelo yivne kiven shel banoshuv la yivne no the post says ban chalitza who does not want to build his brother's house I, and sorry and who, who the ashelo yivne Who there becomes a negative commandment on him doing Yibum after Chalitza? It says, Okay, so let him do Yibum first to one of them and then Chalitza to a second one. So it says, If he does not want to, he only does Hochopfet If he wants to, then he does Yibum. But if he doesn't want to, then he can't do yibbum. he says, the explanation of this is, see, I'm not explaining I'm not, I'm not reading the Gemara clearly. He says, oh God, the says, if he does not want to, and that's if he does not want to do yibum, he does khalitza, but if he wants he can do yibum. There's <laughs> says, yibum khalitza, ein khalitza. Um anyone who is fit for yibum is fit for Chalitza. and anyone who is not fit for yibum is not fit for Chalitza. So we see that. You only do chalitza if you could do yibum. So once he's already done yibum, there's no chalitza. Because the second wife, he can't do yibum to, as we brought the first point in this case. Is why doesn't he do yibum to both the wives? Or can you do yibum to both the wives? And the apostle says no. Um, um, yibne. Uh, sorry, what was it? Asher lo es' He's only If he doesn't build his brother's house, he's only allowed to build one. So he can't do so on the second wife. There is no option to do yibum, So therefore there would be no Chalitza. The so member says Va'ad. And further, and not only is Chalitza not necessary, but it's Asur. We don't want people to say that you do... Uh, building the house... You build it to one wife and you still have to do chalitza. So we're not even going to let him do chalitza. says, But Yomru? Oh, but let people say that. What's wrong if people say, No, you do Yomru to one wife and chalitza to the other wife? It really has. Like, what's the issue? So what? He takes that shoe down off the shelf at the bathed in, and the woman takes it off his foot and spits it out. Like, what they've done if they do do chalitza? let people say you do you and let people even think that you have to do khalidzah to the other wives this is no either we have you're right if there would be no to do yibum first and then khalidzah it wouldn't be a problem yeah nothing, nothing wrong with it No, we're talking about one brother to two wives no two yeah one brother with two wives because separate brothers would be a different each discussion. His brother's house. That's the thing. But maybe the concern is that they will do, if they think you have to do Yibum and Chalitza, they'll think that maybe you can do Chalitza first. And then you'll transgress the negative commandment, or something even worse, um, of. Rebuilding where you're not allowed to build. And once chalitza has been done, then there's no option for yibum. So, so if they think you have to do yibum and chalitza to the wives, you might get confused and think that you can do chalitza before yibum. Gemara says, We have explained that only yibum or chalitza is performed and only on one of the wives. But he says, but why don't we explain the pasuk as follows. Maybe when there is only one house to rebuild, maybe when the brother only had one wife, that's when there is a mitzvah of But where there are two wives, there is no mitzvah of Again, we're switching the pasuk on the herd. Up to here, we've been learning, you only do yibum to one of the wives, or to one of the wives, and you're not allowed to do to more than one, and you also don't do both to different wives. But why are you reading the one as one of? Maybe it just means only do you where there is one wife, or the other way around. Says Imkain Erva to Rahman Says then why would we ever have the Torah, need the Torah to come exclude the co-wife of ever? Remember the first mission of the Masechta that if a brother for if the brother dies and amongst his wives is someone who's an ever to the second brother. I, Ruvain married Shimon's daughter and has a few other wives, and then Ruvain dies without children, so amongst Ruvain wives who are falling in Yibum is Shimon's daughter, then the co wives are also exempt from Yibum. So why do we need the Torah to exclude that if he only ever boy. if um, if you're going to tell me that in general, where there are more than two wives, you don't do yibum, are you only do yibum where there's ones? Obviously, where there's a tzaras erva, you wouldn't do yibum because you're anyway not going to think to do yibum. What's the Gomorrah's point? It's, it's interesting. It's by the fact that the Torah has a special drasha to exclude the tzaras erva, shows me that you would be do, you should normally do yibum in a place where there are two wives. Just in this case. You don't because one of them is an erva. There's, no, why is it not necessary? Why not? I, why is the exclusion of the so erva not conc- um, um, considered necessary? He says, it is necessary. Maybe you would think that the erva is considered excluded... And then he can do yibum to the Tzorah. Even if you run with this line of thinking that you only do yibum al-Khalitza when there is only one wife, maybe if one of the, he has two wives, but one of them is an erva, you view the erva as out of the picture because there's no option to do yibum there. So come um, therefore, that's why we need to say that a zara is every excluded. Kamash malanda asira that the zara is also So we're still looking for our source. That how do we know that there is yibum where there's more than two? When there's more than one wife. So it's elo Yavamto Yavanto Ripo. The Torah, the Posuk says, Yavamto Yavamto, his Yabama, his Yabama. Could have just said I could have just said her or she, but it says his Yavama. his Yavama many times to show that there could be many different Yavamos from the one brother, and that's where he does either Yibum or Khalissa to only one of them. Okay, then it says Hoskoshera um, we said if one of the wives was kosher and one of the wives was posled to kohanim, and he's going to do chalitza anyway he should do chalitza to the one that's already posled to the kohanim, so that the other wife who's just a widow remains valid to kohanim. says here Rebbe taught a person shouldn't pour out, empty out his boar when others might need his water and I saw Asher brought a note from the Me'iri that he actually bases this on the principle of kofin in al-midastom if a person's acting like they acted in Saddam... we see this more elsewhere. But if a person's <coughs> acting selfishly, with no gain to himself, uh, he's not is he's, he's acting selfish, and it's no gain to him, and obviously not a loss. If it's a loss to him, then he can act selfishly. But here, pouring out the emptying out the emptying out the water because he doesn't need it anymore. There's no gain to him, but there would be gain to other people. That's what we call Midas Saddam, um, how they behaved in Saddam. And Beys did not actually allow to force people to not act like they from Saddam. Okay, let's go on to the new Mishnah. If someone remarries, his divorcing. You now, as I said, the simple reading on Machse is um, obviously if a man's married, he gets divorced, and then he remarries the woman. In this context, when we speak about Machse And that's what's going to be for the whole page. So keep this in mind. When we say, What are we referring to? Referring to a case where a man got divorced. She went and married another man. And now he's remarrying her. And that's a negative commandment. A man is not allowed to marry his ex-wife who was married in the interim. That's the Maxi Grouchoso. It's a negative commandment. Is it even if she slept with someone or just if she was married? Okay. No, but that's by sota, isn't it? Ah. Yeah, which is different. Um, um, So one who remarries his ex-wife, who was again married to someone in the interim, or he marries a woman he did Khalitha to, or he marries the relative of someone he did chalitza to. Remember, Kate, that is... If a man is married to a woman, her mother, his mother-in-law, her sisters, a lot of her relatives become also to him, and they become actual arayos. It's his mother-in-law. And, yeah, but, and if someone does Khalitza, it's like he got div- divorced. So all her relatives, his her relatives. So he says, Similarly, if someone does, marries the relative of someone he did khalitsa to, Yotzi, he must get divorced, Ba Vlad Mamze Rabbi The child is also a Mamzer. I we're gonna see Ribikiva holds that even if it's just a negative commandment to be with that woman, any child who's the produce of that union is a mamzer. The Chachomim Mamzer, the the child is not a Mamzer. Because the Chachamim hold this is actually more from a Mishnah later on, but the Chachamim hold that a child is only from Koray. So if it's just a negative commandment, like Hamachse or, Grushaso, or marrying his Chalutza, or a Koray marry a Grush, but no, we'll see those are slightly different because those are only on Kahanim. But yeah, um, all these negative commandments, the child is not a Mamzer. him, and they agree, but now you say that if he marries a relative of his divorced wife, of his ex wife, Chablad Mamzer, that the child would be a Mamzer. They agree that. Once a woman becomes an erva, she remains an erva. I, anyone who became forbidden to him because he married this woman, i.e. his mother-in-law, in-law, her mother, her sisters, her children, they all become also to him as her because of her relatives. Even after divorce, they remain also to him. Okay, now the Gemara says, Does Rabbi Akiva really hold that if someone marries the relative of someone he did chalitza to, the child is a manzer? Now, remember that, as I said, Khalitsa is like divorce. So just as if a woman, if a man was, let's just take a a man was married to a woman, his wife's mother, his mother-in-law becomes forbidden to him. And if he would divorce that woman, his ex-wife's mother remains an erva to him. She remains Um she, yeah, she remains also to him, so to Khalitsa. But wait, Rashi already taught us in regards to another Mishnah that, and based on the Mishnah, that the, the sister of his divorced of his ex-wife is also Torah. She remains forbidden. But the sister of a woman he did chalitza to is only midrabbanon. So how would Rabbi Akiva say that the divorced a, a woman he did chalitza to, and then he's intimate with one of her relatives, that the child is a mamzer? That's only an Isidra upon, and that wouldn't produce a child. That's a mamzer. So he says, "So Tony, yeah, you're right. Edit the mixture, Krivos Grushosa, the relative of a woman he divorced. And now we're going to have to, we're going to want to buttress this, um, this." Textual I mean, that, that this, that we're fixing up the text of the Mishnah, we're going to want to buttress it. But what are we assuming? Yeah, you're right. It is only Issudra The relative. Chalitza is only Midra like divorce. So it's only Midra that her relatives are also to him. And therefore, it's only Issudra Bonan and it wouldn't be the children wouldn't be a mamzer. So it must be Kroivas the relatives of the divorced woman. He says, He says, Actually, this fits in very well with the Mishnah because the last line of the Mishnah was if someone, they agree, the Chachomim agree to Rebbe Akiva that if someone marries the relative of a woman he divorced that the child is a mamzer. It makes a lot of sense if Rabbi Akiva has already discussed this case. That's why it comes along in the Chachomim say... They agreed to Rebbe Akiva. Uh, the first two cases Rebbe Akiva mentioned were negative commandments, and this third case of Kruvis Grushasa is Sukkores. So that's what it says, that they agreed to him. If they're not discussing it, what does it mean they agree to Rebbe Akiva? We don't need the Chachomim of the Mishnah to come and teach that they agree to Rabbi Akiva in a case of a mamzeh when Rabbi Akiva hasn't even raised that issue. Not only that It says, no, maybe it's coming to teach us the following. The Yeish mamzeh in Chavik Let the Chachomim hold know that they are a mamzeh from Chavik Christus. There are actually three main levels. We'll see, it's a Mishnah coming up and some of the levels have permutations but there are three main levels. There's Rabbi Akiva holds who even for a negative commandment the child becomes a mamzer, And the Chachomim hold only for an Issachores. And Rabbi Yeshua holds only if they would be Chai and Mrs. in Only if it would be a union that in would put them to death over, would the produce, uh, the product of that union, would the child of that union be a Mamzer. So there's those three levels. So, we, so, so that's why it's necessary for the Chachamim to come along and say that in a case of Chorus, I crovus grushasa, a relative, where there's Chorus, they agree that the child is a mamzer, to exclude from Rabbi Yeshua. So Gamora says, No, we wouldn't need it there. That's taught in a mission later on. Ezra called Rabbi Rabbi holds any relative or any intimate um, relations with a woman who is a negative commandment to him. Rabbi Akiva holds the child is a mamzer. Rabbi. Or ya yeah, Shimon Hatimni or Hatoma Hataimoni Oimer kol She Haivin Olaf Khores Bideshomay? Anyone who is Haiv Khorais. Bideshomay, Palo Kids Varob, and Iloch is like him. So we already know what this opinion of Chaive Chris is. So he says, Vidilma kos Tomlon Tonakerebi Shimon Hatimni. Maybe he wants to make the Mishnah anonymous like Shimon Hatimni. If Rebbe wants to include in the later Mishnah it's taught as Rebbe Shimon in this Mishnah it's taught anonymously. I oh, remember an anonymous opinion in the Mishnah is very strong so maybe it wants to teach us that the halacha, that's why Rebbe is putting it twice. He puts it later on with the name and he puts it here anonymous to teach us that the halacha is like this opinion. He says no give any other example of a halacha, why is it talking about it takes a very specific one the relative of a woman he divorced; those are just say his sister, his mother, his uh, you know his wife's children. Why the relatives? Says Says It makes most sense if you say that Rabbi Akiva has already mentioned it. Are we not discussing Chayva's Soso, We discussing and it's already been discussed in the Mishnah. So then the Chachomim bring up this point. Or, and Rebbe uses this as an opportunity to teach us anonymously that Taloch is like this opinion that um, it's only from Isukores. So this it's, it's maybe no the Mishnah Rebbe Akiva hasn't been dealing with it, and oh why does it teach Krovos Gruchoso? Because that's the most similar to the other examples that we have to discussing. We've been discussing a man who remarries his ex-wife. Again, with, who was married in the interim. And someone who marries his chalutza, or the relative of his chalutza. So a similar one is Kroivos Khrushasa. says, no, Ella, Kroivos Khrushasa, the Rebbe Kibba have a mamzer. You have to say that the Kroivos Khrushasa relative of someone who does chalutza to a contrary Rebbe Kibba, is a mamzer. I Up to you here in al Tugia, we've been assuming that a re, that chalutza only makes... Her relatives also mid rabbonin. Only midra rabbonin is it like a divorce, but contrary to Rabbi Kiva, no, it's an actual issue And now we will sh- explain the source. So that's the Amar Rabbi Chia by Abba Amar Rabbi a hundred times. Rabbi Kiva, the source for Rabbi Kiva says the Omar Kora. The pasuk says byis chalutz the house of chalitzah. He says ha kos kos of The Torah calls it his bias, his wife the Torah refers to the woman he did Chalitza to, again how it's reading the Pasuk, is as his ex-wife, uh, his wife. So we see that it's, it's as even though he only did Chalitza it says if he was married to her. And that's why Rebekah holds that her relatives are actually Osur Midsur arisa. Okay. Omer um, Rabbi Yosef, Omer um, Rabbi Shimon berebi, uh, berebi, everyone agrees, the Mafsigur Shosur, the child is forbidden to kuhuna. Now we're going to explain that again. Remember, as I said very clearly, whenever we say in this sugya, we're talking about who, a man who, remarried, who who got divorced, she married someone else, and then he remarried her. That's the mazagru which is a negative <laughs> commandment. She says the child is still pogum. what does pogum mean? That she can't marry a kaha. If this if the child from this union was a young uh, little girl, she can't go and marry a kohen. She's pogum. Says man Who? Wh- what do we mean when he says everyone agrees? I think Rabbi, this was Rabbi Yosef said in the name of Rabbi Shimon Bar that everyone agreed. That the child is pogum says, Shimonatimni, that's Shimonatimni, dafal da do amashimonatimoni, a timni, a mamze mi chave lavim. Then, no, you don't get a mamzer from chave lavim. Nehi the mamze lo have pogum yahave. It's to teach us that granted it's not a mamzer she is a pogum. Uh, you might have thought there's, the child has nothing wrong with it, nothing wrong with its lineage. A child born from a negative commandment, a union that is a negative commandment, because they hold us not a mamzer. But no, they hold us not a mamzer, but it is pogum. It says, it's actually learned out as a kavachomer, ma'amana, from a widow. It says, ma'amana la kohen godol, shaini surah shavibul. A widow, a kohen godol, is not allowed to marry a widow, it's a negative commandment. But shaini surah shavibul, it does not apply to everyone. This woman is only osser to a kohen godol. But, um, bono pogum. Nevertheless, the child is pogum. Zushi surishav called this machzuk Rushosa, who every man is not allowed to marry his ex-wife who was married in interim. Ainu dinche Shouldn't we say obvious? How much more so her child should be pogum? So what's the kavachomer for this halacha? If the widow to a coin godal which is a very weak issur, it's only applies to to, her, to a coin godel her child is a uh, Mums is also to Kohanim. Well, then this Masiglushosa, any other negative commandment, their child should definitely be also to Kohanim. And now we're going to ask how the, the structure of the rest of the page um, is. We're going to ask three questions and then we're going to address each of the questions going back. So we're going to ask question one, two, and three. We're going to address question three, question two, and then question one. So let's do so. The first question is says wait you can ask this isn't a good kaba It says she he the almana herself becomes mitchalel asut to kohanim irashi says where the Drosha is but basically when the almana sleeps with the kohen she becomes forbidden to all kohanim whereas a makhse is already Osr to kohanim and not only that she could still eat etc we don't find that uh, Woman who sleep who's with a man who's a negative commandment to her that it ruins her to Kohanim or ruins her to Truma whereas the almana we do find it ruins her to Kohanim. so what do we see that the, it, it is, there, there's an aspect of the almana the qu that is stronger than other isuri and therefore you can't learn from there to the other ones. A second question it says for od he to the pasuk says, "Ba'mas legrushasov, she is an abomination." is I? She is forbidden to him, but her children do not become abominations. Implied that her children could marry Kohanim. Says, "V'orah." And a third question: Tanya, we learned in a brayza, "Ha'mas legrushasov, ha'nois lechalutzasov, ha'nois lekrovim chalutzasov." Rabbi Kiva, Imer, "Ein ba, ein lo ba ki Any of these negative commandments, if a man um, marries his divorce wife or he marries his chalutza or a relative of his chalutza. B'kiva says there is no kiddushin. Kiddushin does not take effect. The ain't get and therefore to separate from her he doesn't need a get. The she becomes forbidden to kohanim. The Vlad Apostle and her children become possible to kohanim. The kofin of Salahotzean will obviously force him to get divorced. Something interesting that always correlates um, if a man tries to do Kiddushin to a woman, and it doesn't take effect, again, uh, at least because of relatives, where someone else could do Kiddushin, um, then the child will be a mamzeh. So Rabbi Akiva holds that even a negative commandment, the children are a mamze, so if a man tries to do Kiddushin to a woman who is a negative commandment to him, it won't take effect. It's like... I mean, how we, Paskan, the example I've given a few times, if a man takes a ring and tries to give it to his sister, or his mother, or his aunt, says it's nothing. There's a discussion elsewhere, does he get the ring back, but does she get to keep it, but not because of marriage. Um, but it's nothing. So, so that's the same thing here. Just as the child would be a mom's, so too the marriage would not take effect. And obviously then they wouldn't need to get <laughs> the Chachomim say, there is Kiddushin. It's just a negative commandment. Kiddushin is him with someone who is a negative commandment to him. And he requires a get, and she is kosher, and her children are kosher. Now, Laman, Who are the Chachomim saying that the children are kosher to? L'Hav is not saying that they are kosher to Kohuna. What do we see? In this Mishnah, all these who are negative commandments, but the one we're focusing on is Hamaz de Grushasa. The child is kosher to Khana. She he says Lola Kahal. It's saying no, it's saying that you can marry into the congregation. The child can marry a regular Israel, but not a Khan. But then if you're saying that when you said that she is kosher, it can't be referring to that she can now go marry a regular Israel. Obviously she can what? Just because she was Transgress these negative commandments, she becomes forced to marry the kahal. Ella lav la kuhuna and must be saying that she becomes forbidden to kohuna. Umida he la kuhuna, vlada kohuna. And by saying that she becomes for she's kosher, i.e. to kohuna, it must be saying that her children are kosher to kohuna. Again, it said she is kosher and her children are kosher. And we've shown that when we say she is kosher, it must be saying she is kosher to marry a kohen so must also when it says the children are kosher must be saying that the children are kosher to marry a kohen now this is a question again remember at the Talmud page we said that everyone agrees that the child of a mahtig would be pogum would be forbidden to a kohen so that's why the, I mean this is the third question we're elaborating on so he says no midi aria is that a proof maybe it's each to its own laws to each to its own case the widow this woman she when it says she's kosher it's referring to a co uh, to in, to a Kahain. and when it says by the children that She's kosher. It's referring not to a kohen but to Israel. Hakerisa, hakerisa. Each one, it's relevant halacha. Says now, Hakinam in his Torah, and actually, this makes a lot of sense. It fits in well with the Mishnah. The Tani Risha, as the Risha says, hepsul beveladok sul. Rabbi Yehuda said that she is possible and her children are posel. Now hepsul lelmat. Who's she posel to? Elay melekhahal. Maybe I'll say to regular Jews, Mishum Tziniyah. Posel lelay melekhahal. What? Just because she was. Transgressed these Isurim, she's now forbidden to marry Reg Israel. Elle l'av It must be saying she's possible to, to le Kohuna, and vivlado by her children possible we say, again according to Rabbi Akiva? Remember these negative commandments produce a Mamzer. So who we saying the children are possible to says Kohuna hola kosher? If you say and saying that, just as she's possible to Kohuna, the children are possible to Kohuna, but that's implying that the children are kosher to marry Gisrael. Rabbi Kiva um, said the vlad is a mamzer, and we know that a mamzer is not allowed to marry a regular Israel. They must be saying that the children are apostles to the kahal. So, what are we saying? In According to Rabbi Kiva, again, that all the produce is a mamzer, and it says that she is kosher. It's saying that she is kosher to marry regular Israel. Um, even Kohani. Sorry, sorry. No, she's kosher to marry regular Israel. And it, when it says that the child. Sorry, when it, sorry, sorry, I got it wrong. When it says that she is possible, it's saying that she is possible to Kohanim, but kosher to Yisrael. And when it says that the child is possible, it's a different possible. It's saying the child is possible to all of Yisrael. It says, So we see in the ratio that each one, according to the halocha, the mother and the child, the mother to Kohanim and the child to. Israel to Sefer Nami, So the Sefer. So we've answered the third question. Again, we started off the page with saying that the child of Amaxi Shasa is pogom, cannot marry a kohen. We asked the third question, was this price that we've just been discussing, where the Kahomin come along and say, but wait, the pasuk says that a Amaxi Shasa, the mother is kosher and so the children are kosher must be saying kosher to Kohanim. He says, no, when it says kosher, it means kosher to marry regular Israel. Now we go on to the second question. The second question was, of a he to'eva, it said that she, the mother, is a to'eva, but the children are not, implying that the children can marry Kohanim, isn't that what we're saying? No, Nami, you can also say, it's not a... um, he and saying that she is a Ta'aiva, but her co wives are not Ta'aiva. she would not fall in Yibum, does or should not do yibum, but the, her co wives would do Yibum. It says but her children are considered Ta'aivim, they would be Posalakahuna. Ella, but the third, the first question, Ella al kasha, the case of the widow, the question of the widow, he says Mala al Again, remember we said it from a kavu We said if the widows, who's only osur to a kohen, the children become forbidden to a kohen, a matziru shosel, which is osur to every man, it's much stricter. The children should definitely be possible to kahanim. He says, but then we answer that Ma'ala al mona he But the widow herself. Is made possible to Kohanim through this act. I, we see the act as is, it's a very strong negative act. It says Elo, So you're right, so that we leave as a kasha, we actually refute our kavachome. So, so there's no proof, we don't have a proof, or it seems almost we're refuting that din that the child of a Grushasa is pogum to a Kohanim. It seems they might actually be allowed to marry a Kohanim, the child of a Grushasa. Even though it's a negative commandment. So, but if he did say something, the following is what he said. Rabbi Yosef said in the name of Rabbi the son of Everyone agrees that if someone is, or is intimate that someone is also to him because of Chorus, the child would be Pogum. He says, Who's Moedim? Reb Yoshua, it must be Reb Yeshua. Now, obviously i not talking about chachomim because the child is an actual mamzer. So it's Rabbi Yoshua. I feel like after I'm Rabbi Yoshua, even though Rabbi Yoshua says that it is not a mamzer from Chachin christus Remember Reb Yeshua says, he's the third category, he says that the child is only a mamzer if it's from someone who would be put to death. Not just Koresh. Only if the person, if, they would be put to death because of that union, the child would be a mamzer. Imply that if it's just the isu koras, the child would not be a mamzer. But nevertheless he holds um, Nehi demands alhabhic granted, the child is not a manser, pogum mihave, mihahave. It is pogum. It couldn't the child should not cannot marry a kohen. Um, in Khavilchhom, we learn it out from a Kavilchhomi Ma'am Almonol Khan Godul Sha'in Isur Shavi Bachol pogum. If you have an almoncoin godd whose isur does not apply to everyone, it only applies to a Kohen Goddle, so it's very weak. The child is Pogum Zush Isura Shavibakol. This which are forbidden to everyone, Ainodinsha the child should definitely be Pogum. And maybe you'll say that, oh, but she becomes also through this act. I, When the Almana sleeps with the Kohen Gorul, she now becomes. And Almana is permitted to regular Kohanim, but when she sleeps with the Kohen Gorul, she becomes also to Kohanim. So, so you might say, maybe so. He says, anami, ki shabala You're right. As soon as she's. Bia, she becomes what's called a zonah, as known as osher to a kohen. Any woman who slept with someone that's an isu to her, becomes forbidden to kohanim. So this woman, and so again, according to Rev Yeshua, the child is not, the child is not a mamzer of a chavik However, the child is still forbidden to kohanim, And it's a kavik from an almana a If an almana who's only osher to the kohen her child is forbidden to other kohanim. This woman who is forbidden to everyone. Issukaris, um, everyone is not allowed to marry their sister. Everyone is not allowed to marry their mother, their, their granddaughter, etc. All these chaibek Christus. Um, um, <coughs> their children are also also. And you might say, oh... But didn't we say it's strong because it makes her forbidden to kahanim it doesn't only affect the children it makes her forbidden to kahanim here it also affects this woman to kahanim you had this woman who was perfectly permissible to kahanim and now that she was um, now she was um, intimate with someone who's also to her for example if someone is intimate with their aunt she becomes forbidden to kahanim so, so, that that, so that the Kalvachoimer still stands. And now we understand, at least we have a, a working understanding of what Rabbi Yosef was saying in the name of Rabbi Shimon Berebi. Okay, we'll leave it there for today.